can't do this alone. No, I'm not insulting your capabilities. I'm being real with you because I don't want you to be held back by the glass ceiling created by ignoring the people side of your business. I've been in the trenches helping entrepreneurs navigate all those, oh shit, I'm the boss now moments. You know, the ones where you realize you're the one in charge, you're the adult in the room, but you're not in this alone. I hope the show convinces you of the dormant power of your team. Welcome to the podcast free of stuffy corporate jargon. After all, your business doesn't come with the bullshit red tape of a Fortune 500 company. Here, you'll be encouraged and motivated to test, try, fail, and fix fast. You'll laugh, you'll learn, and you'll feel seen and heard. Most importantly, you'll walk away with the tools you need to pour into your team and build a thriving culture that opens up the door to the scale your business deserves. And welcome back to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now. I'm Jackie Koch, and we are in the middle of our hiring school series. This is episode three of five, all giving you a crash course on how to hire great people most of the time, more often. I wish I could say there's a foolproof way to hire people into your business, but the reality is you're dealing with humans. Actually, I was just talking um, to Nick about how I wanted to add into my contracts when we onboard a new client for recruiting something to the effect of we are dealing with humans. Humans are un <laughs> unpredictable. You, you cannot predict what they will do or how they will act, you know, because so much of my business is my success is dependent on how other people behave and show up, right? So you hire me to recruit for your job and I am delivering you qualified candidates who are good fits, but I can't control if they show up on time, you know, what they say, what they don't say, you know, there's just some, so many uncontrollables. So I giggle that I want to put that into a, a contract, although I would probably scare people away, although it's the truth. And that's why I'm telling you that. Um, so this whole episode series is made to help you make better hiring decisions. They're not going to be perfect, but they are going to be a whole lot better if you follow what we've talked about so far and what we're going to talk about in the next three episodes, including this one. So today we are breaking down how and why you need to get clear, super clear on how a particular role is going to impact your business you have to get clear on what holes are missing in your team and in your specific business. And you really need to get, get a, a solid understanding. And again, again, you know, markets are unpredictable. We don't know what's going to happen in, in, in the future, but you can get a, you, you can really think about what needs to get accomplished in your business over the next six months to a year. And you really got to spend some time and maybe money investing into tools that help you set up your work and accountability workflows. So if you are a business owner and you don't have any project management software, you don't have any of these things up, the first thing I'm going to tell you to do is get that set up before you start to think about hiring somebody full-time into your business or 
maybe you do have a team of five and shit's all crazy and you're going to hire somebody else. Like take some time to figure out how to get organized. And so the, the, what I would, I wouldn't say the first thing to do, but a very important thing you do before you start hiring someone is getting, getting your ship right. Or I don't even know if that's the, the right saying people say, but, but get your stuff in order so that you have a system and a way to onboard somebody and hold them accountable and they know what they're doing. So uh, this is, uh, this is so much, I would say this is more important for a digital business, which I don't know that it's more important, but it's especially important if you have a remote team to set up these workflows and a collaborative space, um, with, with transparent and open, basically anybody can see what's going on or the status of anything at any time. And that's because everyone is working different hours, different times. You want asynchronous work to be a thing, which we've talked about. So what can happen, and I don't know if you're, I'll just share my own personal experience with this is, you know, I grew up in a traditional corporate job and there weren't these process, there, there weren't tools like Asana or Monday.com or ClickUp or, or whatever it is that you want to use, there weren't those tools when I, I mean, they're, they're fairly new tools, right? So those didn't exist. And there was like project managers, but they were like managing projects, not work. It was just a different way of using it. And so I did not, I was never taught how to use these. And, and I definitely was never taught how to incorporate them into workflows and teams throughout my entire corporate life. And maybe now kids are learning these things in school. I, I hope so. I hope there's college courses about this. Um, I, th- I bet there is because when I was working in startups, a lot of the a lot of the younger employees definitely know how to use all these. So I'm hoping that they're teaching them, but I have no idea if they are. So. If you're coming out of like being in a, a very large corporate environment, you're probably relying on emails and meetings in order to get your shit done. And that should not be what you're doing or what you bring into your business long term. Maybe you start out that way. I know I did. I started out that way when I started my consulting business two and a half years ago. But it's time and it has become time for you and me to modernize and make much better workflows. There's no reason why you shouldn't. So hire an expert in this area to set it up for you. Also, side note, an assistant or a virtual assistant is not going to be the right person to do this for you. You need to hire a really like strategic, experienced person who understands business in order to understand the work that goes into your business and how a tool like Asana or ClickUp or Monday.com can be set up appropriately for it. And a VA is not going to be able to do that. I know that's a blanket statement. So may, I, I, of, of course, there's probably some VAs who could, but the majority are not. And you're likely going to be left frustrated because you're not any more organized, <laughs> even though you've hired this person. And that's because they they're not the ones to come in and set up the organization. They're there to keep it running once it's set up. And so you definitely, so, so I just urge you, like, find somebody who can do this and set this up for you. There's a lot of people setting that out there that do this now. And also if you're a CEO or a boss listening to this, 
you have to learn the tool. You have to be bought into using the tool, even when you don't want to, you have to. And speaking, you know, again, from my experience, my old didn't want to change ass went into Asana kicking and screaming. Like I had been trying to implement Asana into my business for maybe two years. And I was like, this is stupid. I don't need this. I was like, I don't, I've been fine without this for the last 12 years. And I did not want to do it. And then they would try and I get frustrated and it didn't see much value. So I would stop and then I would recommit to it. And it was just like so annoying. So I finally hired Sid, who's been on my on the show. She has an episode a few a few um, I think a month or so ago um, to help. I hired her to help me set up my Asana board so I could actually understand <laughs> what I was doing in Asana. And I, I'm telling you, my life has changed forever. It took two years of an on again, off again relationship with Asana for me to finally marry the damn thing. And I'm never looking back. It's the best thing I ever did because now. I know for certain I could hire a VA right now and I know what I would assign them to do and I would be in control of that and be able to look to see if they're getting the stuff done and moving the needle. I know what I can offload from my plate because I have an easy way to do it, but it took two and a half years before I confidently say that. So I guess the point of that rant was you have to take responsibility of organizing your business so that you're able to hire and onboard people effectively. If you're not organized enough to understand the workflows you're passing off to someone, you're going to struggle to onboard them. And then you're going to feel like everyone is, you're going to struggle to have everyone working in the same direction. You may like wonder, are they actually getting work done? How am I going to know? And and the way you're going to know is by setting up and organizing your business in systems that allow for that. And you can do it. I promise you. It's not reserved for some crazy tech wizards and tech geniuses. You can hire someone to set it up for you and then they can teach you how to do it. And I promise you, you can figure it out. If you have started a business, you can figure out how to maintain these tools. So please, please, please do that first. You're going to feel so much more empowered knowing that you're making an educated decision on to like uh, about the role that you're going to hire into your business, the tasks, the responsibility this person will do instead of just hiring what the people around you tell you to hire. Because I guarantee that's what a lot of you have done. Just because your friend or your mentor hired an assistant as their first hire in their business does not mean that that's the right hire for you to make in your business first or insert whatever job they hired first, right? You need to look at your business, but the first, the, the, the way that you start to look at your business is to organize it so you even know what you're looking at. So assuming you've done that, you're now ready to hire and you have a general idea of the role that you want to hire. I'm going to tell you, do not simply just Google the title of the job that you think you need and then decide that's what your business needs. Now, I'm not saying not to do research and understand the types of roles that exist and what they typically do. Do that, especially in areas of the business that maybe are fairly new to you. I do that a lot. I'm like, what kind of jobs are in supply chain? Or what kind of jobs are in finance? Like, what are the typical jobs in a marketing department? And I read them and I understand them just to get an idea of what's out there. Um, but I'm not going to simply just Google 
you know, social media manager job description and copy and paste it all? Do I look at really nicely written ones and steal some of the copy from time to time or use it as a jumping off point? Yeah, I 100% do, but I'm not going to only copy and paste somebody else's job description. Especially don't do that for a really large company. Um, even the ones that are, are fairly successful businesses that you would like look up to and want to emulate, do not copy their job postings because I promise you, it's just a job description that's meant to be internal that they somehow you put external thinking it's going to attract candidates. And the job, the internal job description, I can almost guarantee you from my years of experience in HR were created by HR and legal teams as a way to cover all of their bases to document everything about a job in the event the company ever got sued. Like they're just trying to cover their asses. You know, it's not a very clear, true or accurate list of things that those roles are doing. They're, they're, I can promise you these job descriptions are getting never updated. Updated like never. Um, maybe every five years at best. I'd like to think companies are getting bit better at that, but I promise you big corporations are not. I know this to be true. And I can also promise you that the majority of the job descriptions that you see posted to try to advertise are not accurate reflections of what the employees are actually going to be doing in their job. It's just not. So don't just rely on those and don't type in job description for XYZ and have some random and copy and paste some random thing that somebody else created because you want to get a clear definition of what you need done and what success looks like in your specific business. That is why you're hiring. And then from there, you can figure out the skills that will be needed to get those things done successfully and create a plan for how you're going to assess for those things in the hiring process. But until you know exactly what you need done in your business, you're not going to be able to do that. And we're going to be talking about both of those in episodes four and five, like how to figure out the skills that are needed and then how to like what an actual you know, hiring plan is and this hiring strategy is, we're going to cover those in the the final two episodes of this series, but you, you can't do either of them until you do this. And that is getting clear on what it is that you need in your business. Another reason why this is such a good thing to create is it actually helps you create an onboarding plan, right? You have a list of exactly what this person needs to accomplish and how you're going to hold them accountable to them or what things are going to contribute to those. That's an onboarding plan, essentially, right? Hey, you have to do this. We got You got to learn this. You got to learn that. You got to do this. You know, it helps with that. And it creates a performance review framework for the job too. So you give it to them. You're like, hey, XYZ candidate. I don't know why I had to say it like that, but I did. Hey, candidate, or hey, new hire, I guess is a better term. This is what you need to accomplish in your first 30 days, 90 days, 60 days, whatever it is. And here's what we're going to track to see how it's going. You got to learn how to do these things. Okay. So you say that that's the onboarding plan. And then guess what? 90 days later, pull that thing out and you're like, okay, how's it going? 
are we on track for these? Are we not? Should this change? Should it not? You know, you can have a conversation with it. So essentially you're killing three birds with one stone. So suck it up and just do this work because it's going to be helpful for the rest of the team and the rest of the, the employee experience or the employee's time at the company. So, so what you want to do is you want to create your own unique, you can call it a million things. People call it, thought leaders call it scorecards, profiles, matrix, whatever you want to call it. It's entirely up to you, but you want to create your own unique outline of what you want this job to do. So you're going to create three to five outcomes that you want the person in this role to create or achieve in their first I suggest a year. Well, you could call it six months to a year. There may be some outcomes that get done in three months. It's up to you and your business. Um, but don't go much further out than like two years at most. Um, we've all seen how the world can literally completely change in less than a year. So trying to figure out what this person has to do in five years feels a little a little much. So I would do one year stints and then revisit it with this person every year to create the new outcomes and the new KPIs every year personally, but you can decide what's best for your business. So once you've created the three to five outcomes that you want this person to do and and achieve, each of those outcomes are going to have a handful of metrics, projects, responsibilities that need to be accomplished in order to, for, for, for that person to hit that outcome, right? So it's like, how are you going to know if you're on track to hitting that outcome? That would be a, a metric that they're going to own or a KPI. It's kind of like, if you're familiar with this concept of OKRs, it's, it's kind of similar, right? You create a list of goals and then you ladder down goals into other departments and it all ladders up. You can, you can Google OKR. It's kind of from, from it's similar to in that way. Um, so you're going to create three to five outcomes and results and then identify the metrics, the projects, the responsibilities that that person's going to own that will contribute to completing that outcome. And then you're going to track them. And then every year you're going to start new ones and you're going to create a new scorecard for everyone on the team. And that's how you're going to do your performance review process but it's going to start with hiring to make sure you're hiring the right person in the first place. So you you definitely want to think about the, the, the outcomes in, that are specific to your business. Once you've identified them, you're going to ask yourself what things need to happen in order to make these outcomes happen. So that is how you're going to create it. And so you might be sitting here listening to the show, feeling overwhelmed or frustrated about the thought of doing this. I get it. It's a lot, especially when you're in the thick of things. It's a lot. I get it, but I can tell you with confidence that the outcomes of not doing this will hurt your business more than the stress of just doing it. It will cost you more resources than you think. Hiring the wrong role and the wrong people is going to cost you way more money than carving out the time to do the strategic work will. There's so many studies that show that, that making the wrong hire costs three times what the this position pays. Other studies show it's so much more than that. Other studies show that each hire is a million dollar hire. So taking the time to do this well, to make sure you're being thoughtful is, is worth it. It may not feel like it right away when you're in the thick of it, but I promise you it's worth it. 
So if you're feeling stuck on what you actually need in your business, maybe you're like, I'm just so overwhelmed, but I don't even know what I need. Here's a list of some questions that I think you could ask to help you get started. And, And the first one is, hiring for this position will lead to what in my business? Or maybe it's just hiring anyone will lead to what in my business? If I could have anything that happens in my business from hiring somebody, what would it be? Maybe that's a better way to ask that. What are the three most important things needed in my business right now? Another question could be, what isn't getting done that needs to get done in the business? Where are the holes on my current team? Do strengths and weaknesses skills and and not, you know, no lack of skills. Think about the holes on the team. And then what keeps you up at night when you think about the business? Those are all great places to start, to start to think about the role that you need on your business. And then once you have an idea of the type of role you need, here are some questions that can help you figure out the outcomes and, 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 and metrics and all of that stuff. So the first one would be, what are the three most important things this role needs to complete or initiate? This is where you could actually ask that question. Hiring for this position will lead to what in my business? Looking at these things, what metrics or KPIs, key performance indicators, can be used to track success? So that's like response rates or um, retention rates of customers or reorder rates, completion rates, you know, those types of things are what I think about. Revenue amounts. Um, it could be operating costs. Like there's so many things that that could be. For HR, it's like time to fill, how time to hire. How many applications are we getting for every job? What's our reputation on Glassdoor? Those are all things that I think about on, for my area of the business. There's a bunch of them for, for every area of the business. So that is what you want to start to think about. So even though I just hammered home for 21 minutes about the important, that this is one of the most important things you can do, I'm going to contradict myself a bit and say, you're likely not going to have it entirely figured out perfectly the first time you start to do this. And I'm giving you permission to, to tell yourself that's okay. This is a process. So trust that every time you do this, you're going to get a little bit better and better and better and better and better at it. But not starting means you're never going to get better. So just try this out and start doing this every time you feel like you need to hire somebody. And it's going to get easier. It's going to get better. And it's going to help improve the people you hire, how you manage your team, how you identify if your team is performing or not, so that you know when you got to make some tough decisions. So coming up tomorrow, we are going to talk about how we utilize the things that we create in this scorecard and how it informs how we, well, we're going to use it to inform and help us create an ideal candidate profile. And that's helping us dive into what great looks like so we know when we find it and we know how to assess for it. And then that is going to inform how we create our interview strategy and our interview process and our hiring strategy overall. So thank you so much for tuning in. Just as a reminder, we are doing a deep dive next week on all of the stuff we've covered here and even more um, in our three live hiring masterclasses. You're going to get more tips, more detailed information and templates and tools that are going to help you do this stuff.
So sign up at joinhiringschool.com. And if you're listening to this and it's after March 10th, 2023, it's all good. You can still get access to these uh, masterclasses on that site as well. So I'll chat at you. <laughs> get it? Because I'm literally just talking in your ear. I'm not going to chat with you. I'm going to chat at you tomorrow. I'll talk to you soon. Speaking of the power of people, I'd be honored to read your written review of this show. If you enjoyed what you heard and have suggestions on how to make this show more impactful, please show your support by taking a few minutes to let me know what you think. See you next time.